listening to Real Conversations with Jacob Young, sponsored by Boys Town. Boys Town has been saving children, healing families for over 100 years. Also brought to you by Lane Frost Brand, made for the champion in you. And be sure to use Jacob 15 for anything and everything Lane Frost Brand. My guest this week is one of the biggest talents on the Nashville scene right now. He's actually part of Nashville royalty with a Grammy-winning father who has written hit songs for stars like Tim McGraw, Winona, Alabama, number one hits for Sarah Evans, Rascal Flatts, Dixie Chicks, or as they're going by these days, Chicks. Um, his son has grown up in the world of country music, has opened for superstars like Keith Urban, Lady A, and before becoming a headliner himself with fancy-like singer Walker Hayes, his new song, Paying For It has become another viral sensation. Now, my guest this week is the talented country singer-songwriter, Levi Humman. You know what time it is. It's time to keep it real with Real Conversations with Jacob Young. Levi, welcome to the show. What's going on? Oh, man. It's so good to have you on the show. I mean, I've been a fan of your music for a long time now, and I was really looking forward to the chance of getting to know you a little bit better. Now, is it is it true what they say? The Apple not falling far from the tree when it comes to talent man i uh i've learned a lot from my dad that's for sure um i i kind of ran away from music for a long time honestly didn't really pursue it until my sophomore year of college um when i went through a breakup uh but it is amazing the influence that my dad had on me and just the experiences of being around my house and the instruments around my house and the people walking into my house so it's both Yes, in my DNA, but it's also just the experiences of being in Nashville and being in the scene. Now, you actually started studying not in the musical arts. You were a painter. Is uh, yes. Do you still express yourself creatively that way? I don't have the bandwidth to do painting anymore, <laughs> uh, but I love I love painting. I, I would say that me and my brothers were all raised uh, to be very creative. Um, my dad is a songwriter, but my mom's a hippie and a preacher. And so I grew up uh, with two parents that very, very much loved us to just go outside and play with sticks instead of sit inside with video games. Well, that's awesome. That sounds like two good parents you got there. I, I've got a lot of friends now in the, the business, of course, who are, are famous actors or famous actresses in Hollywood. And that door, it opens a lot. It can, it can get a lot of doors open for them, rather. But it's not always easy for them to break from that shadow. I know that your dad and you, you guys have a great relationship from everything I've seen and read. Have there been challenges for you having such a successful songwriter father? I want to say challenges. I think... Um, for me, it was really important not to include him in everything. Um, some artists like Thomas Rhett kind of don't take the dad's last name or kind of run from it a little bit. But for me, um, one, I'm proud of being my dad's son. I think he's an amazing songwriter. We, we work together and whatever else. But one huge thing for me was establishing my own voice outside of Nashville. And how I did that was I just toured. I honestly like toured like crazy. And once you leave the Nashville bubble, people don't really know who your dad is or that you're connected and even though we have the same last name and it's like an uncommon last name, people would be like, your dad's Marcus Hummond. I'd be like, yeah, he is. But you know, my, my whole sound was definitely built on my own, you know, my own personification of myself. I wanted to make sure that was just different and it had nothing to do with my dad. But that being said, I also, I'm not running away from it. Like a lot of people, I feel like don't really want to have that conversation. I'm like, hell yeah, whatever. My dad's a freaking Grammy award winning songwriter. That's kind of cool. 
Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely cool. And you know, you know, it, kudos. I mean, it seems like it's ran in your family for a while. Your grandfather was a songwriter too, right? Or musician. Yeah. So this is folklore in my family. I'm not sure if it's a hundred percent true, but, uh, supposedly my great grandfather Floyd Hummond wrote songs on the farm and wrote a song called Ho and Taters back in Ohio. And then my grandfather, uh, wrote hymns and actually sent in his hymns at one point to Nashville to try to get them published. Um, and never did. And I think one of the gifts my dad gave my grandfather before he passed away was got his hymns published. Um, and so I'm a fourth generation songwriter, uh, and <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I think it's a great thing. And I think you should own that. That's fantastic, man. Now, the pandemic, yeah. of course, it, it's affected a lot of us over the last couple of years. I know specifically artists, actors, musicians. Um, how has it affected you and changed your life? Well, it definitely changed my, my touring life because I was on the road with Tim McGraw, Lady A, Keith Urban, and was actually headlining my first ever tour in 2019. And I stupidly said, yo, let's not tour. Let's take the first few months of the year in 2020 to just get new music and then tour really hard starting in March. So legitimately, I had this whole rest of my headlining tour planned, was leaving all my bus and my band all the way to Michigan. (laughs) And halfway to Michigan, my agent called me. He was like, dude, just turn the bus around. Like touring's canceled. We don't know like when it will happen again. And so I didn't tour the first part of 2020. And then I basically got my bus turned around and didn't tour until 2021. So it was, it was crazy, but I I felt like I I did a lot of personal development that I hadn't ever done. Like, I, I don't know who else you've talked to about this, but like, I, I've been doing it since I was 22 and touring since I was 22. I've never had a moment off to like breathe and like get my life together. And so it was really cool to have that time and, develop new relationships. And, and though it was during a pandemic, it was, it was honestly a great time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I can tell in your music, uh, the song bottled up, uh, has double meaning, of course, like most country songs, you're not making any reference to any personal experience in there. Are you? Uh, I definitely am making almost every one of my songs has a personal touch. Um, (laughs) I, I think, I think in my early life and everything, I've done some unhealthy coping mechanisms, and that's kind of what the song's about is just being bottled up at a bar and not talking about your heart and just literally sitting there drinking your problems away. Um, and I just love the clever title of bottled up both emotionally and, and literally with a bottle of beer. Um, and the song's done really well. We took it on the road last year and, and people just seem to love it. So we put it out top of this one and it's just the beginning of a lot of music coming out, but yeah, it's definitely about a breakup that might've happened. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I do like to skew a little bit on mental health in here because, you know, it's a lot of people don't talk about things like that, like being bottled up. Um, And a lot of men specifically have misguided notions that crying is a sign of weakness. How can men get over keeping everything bottled up? Man, I'm not the person to answer that. (laughs) I'll tell you this is that it's kind of the funny juxtaposition of being bottled up and not talking about your feelings, but then literally writing a song about your feelings and being bottled up. So for me, like the therapy for me is just to be able to be vulnerable and, and, and be vulnerable through music. Um, whereas like, I'm not as much like willing to talk to my friends about how, how I'm hurting or whatever, but you can hear it in my music when it's happening. And, um, lately I think my new theme of like what I've been doing and you can hear in my song paying for it, is kind of poking fun at these like serious breakups. Um, and being like, I'm still paying for it. Like I'm 
even though like you're not here, I'm still drinking for two. I'm still riding in the cab that costs the same amount of money. Like I'm still doing all the shit that you did with me, but now it's just, I'm by myself. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I think it's, I think it's fun to like have both the serious moments where you talk about it, but also kind of poke fun at, at being just a, a dude that's sad. Yeah. I mean, how did, I mean, so, so how did the song come about paying forward, paying for it and, and Walker getting involved and the song, you know, having such a viral dance too? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a crazy story, honestly, like Walker and I've always been a fan of Walker, like from the beginning when he had uh, you broke up with me was one of my favorite songs and we had a write on the books and it was before fancy, like it was before all his like super success. Uh, but I, I was always a fan of him. So when he came to write with me, me and my producer uh, were like, we got to bring an idea into this. And so I brought an idea called paying for it, but it was over these very sad, like I'm still paying for it. Uh, the damn was like, I didn't say was but I said something like you're still on my tab. Um, and <laughs> Walker was like, I freaking love that idea. Let's put it over this. And he took the guitar, made it drop D and just played this like swampy blues lick. And we wrote it in about 35 minutes, 40 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and then we left the right and everybody knew it was a good song. Like we're like, this is a really awesome song. What are we going to do with it? And he was like, I'm going to send it to Jake Owen and we'll try to get a Jake Owen cut. Jake Owen immediately said no. <laughs> and so <laughs> Walker was like, well, I can't put this out because I'm about to drop my EP country stuff next Friday it has Carly Pierce. It has Jake Owen. It has all these people on it. Uh, but if you put it out, I'll feature on it. And then, we'll put it out together. I was like, okay. So I, I decided to put it out on Monday, like put it into like the Spotify and Apple and got it all set up to release. And on Wednesday, he did the dance to paying for, or to fancy like, and his whole world overnight changed. Yeah. And so I feel like if I didn't agree on that Monday to him <laughs> being on the song, it would have never, <laughs> ever, ever happened. So it was just a, a blessing in disguise. And uh, even when Walker was like, started to just blast off. The first thing he said, it was like, use me and abuse me. Like, just do whatever you want. Like, let's make this, this song rock. And so he and his daughter, Leela did a dance to it and, and helped me blow it up. Yeah. And it's a fantastic dance. And for those of you who are going to be watching, if you're listening to the podcast, check it out on YouTube. You can go to Levi's social medias and see it, but it's right here. And I'm going to bring it up right now. Dude, that is such a great, it's such a great song, man. It's so, I didn't know that video had like 13,000 likes. Oh, well now you do. I was like, wow. Okay. I didn't, I don't even know what that, that was. Like <laughs> and you just got a couple more. <laughs> yeah. I'm honestly like, uh, it's funny. Cause I can post it's, what is that song? Eight months old now. Yeah. Every time I post it on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, it still just like crushes it. And so it's like, it feels like the song is still so new, even though it's been a few months. 
Well, it's, it's, it's so fun. It's such a great song. It's really uplifting. And even though it has some of that negative connotation as most country songs do, it's still such a, it's a bright song. It's a lot of fun. Now you've yeah. also got another fantastic song that's coming up. And I was one of the lucky ones that have actually gotten an early listen to it, man. It's really, really beautiful. It's called for me. Tell us about this. Wow. I haven't talked about this song yet. So this is, this is the first time I've talked about it. Um, yeah, I, I, wrote this song. Um, man, I wrote it for a girl and she is amazing. And I wrote it because I felt like for the first time I wanted to change, not just for this girl, but for myself, because she is so amazing. That just made me, makes me want to be a better person in general. And I think there's something beautiful to the idea. It's like, I want to change for me, for you, for me. Um, and so that was kind of the idea behind the song, but it became, um, kind of a, a conversation that about like how I have grown up in Nashville my entire life. I've, I've been a little bit in the spotlight and I've been a little bit, you know, my dad's son or in front of industry people. And so the industry as a whole in Nashville has kind of watched me grow up. And <laughs> like, I, I've, I've never been the same person. I've always been developing and growing. And maybe I was a little bit of a S H I T head earlier in my youth. And I think that's like a natural thing to be 20 something and and kind of like learning who you are and partying or whatever else. Um, so this song is both a song for her, but it's also a song in Nashville and and to the industry. And I wanted to to tell them, it's like, I'm 30 now. I just, I've grown up and I've grown up in front of y'all and like being this age and and being this person, it's like, I want to change not just for, for you, but for me, like it's important to be that person. And so that's what the song's about. And it's pretty intense. Like I was like, I think the most vulnerable I've ever been in a song. It, it's going to be listed under explicit because I say stuff that's just like who I am. And, um, I really, really wanted just to get to the bottom of it and give it a try. And maybe it won't do well at all, but maybe it'll crush it. I don't really care. It's really for everybody else. And for me. Yeah. Nice. Beautiful. And was there a defining moment for you when you realized and, you know, I, I was there, I'm in my forties now, but when I, when I turned 30, I was like, yeah. And I grew up in Hollywood myself. It's from 17 on. And yeah, I had moments of, you know, being, you know, not the nicest person. And, um, was there a defining moment for you that could sort of switched on? Yeah. So quick backstory. I'm, I'm a talker. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm good on podcasts because I can't shut up. Uh, I, I got back to Nashville and within six months, I signed a record deal within two months after that. I had a, a tour, uh, signed with a booking agent, signed with a publisher, signed, like I had everything in like six months. I never paid one due, even though I'm my dad's son. Like I didn't, I just was like, wow. Okay. Like this is easy. Like what the hell? And I think it gave me like a kind of an ego for like, especially like my early twenties. I was just like, I have a record deal. I'm whatever. I'm, like 20 years old and too much money. I don't know. And then kind of things started kind of falling apart a little bit in my own personal life and and through that, that business. And, uh, in 2017, I left the label and it was amicable. It was like totally fun. I still love them, still talk to them. Uh, but I kind of had to do some self-evaluating and reevaluating. And what I talked to my manager at the time about was like, I got to believe in myself and I got to do this and just like really go for it and do this independently and start releasing music. And so 
I think when I made the decision to release music independently and do it for myself and really have to believe myself and work my butt off is when it kind of started changing. But I can tell that, um, it's through that process. And, and around like 28 is when I really kind of, I felt like hit that wall of like, you just need to be a good person and you got to be a loving person and a kind person and a caring person because that's really all that matters. And at the end of it. Yeah. Well, we all do have those growing pains. It sounds like you got there faster than most people do. Um, especially with all the things that you've been, been at your disposal your whole life. Yeah. And I, I mean, by the way, I still have a lot of growing up to do. <laughs> I, this, this past St. Patty's day was like, <laughs> it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't, you don't got all your shit together, but it's time to reset again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I'm doing my best and that's all you can do. And, and I think, uh, yeah, I think this song is really cool. I really do. And, and it was, I wrote it with, uh, Tranny Anderson, who's one of my favorite writers and Jimmy Robbins, who's one of my absolute favorite writers and producers. And I just, I couldn't be happier about it. Well, we're looking forward to it. It comes out April 8th, correct? Yes. And you've got a, a, several new songs. I saw on a post, you've got probably like four more tunes you just wrote. Yeah, I've been, so I've been in the studio like crazy for the last two months. Um, we have so many cool things about to happen features that I can't talk about yet. Um, I've been like really on this feature game because it's twice the reward and half the work. And <laughs> it is, it's really awesome to be, be able to collaborate. And I think the Walker thing was like so fun. Everything about it was just fun. I didn't have one moment where I wasn't just having a blast. And so, uh, being able to include other artists is just, it's just fun. Yeah. Well, that it, it certainly is, man. And it, I've, I've been in the studios in Nashville. I've, you know, I've, I'm a songwriter. I'm not, I don't parade around like I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, make a huge career out of it, but I do enjoy the process and I do enjoy working with the musicians in, in Nashville and writing songs with some of my heroes. Um, it's kind of addicting. Yeah. <laughs> Once you do it, you're like, wow, I got to get back. When can I get back down to Nashville and, and record some more? My favorite moments. It's not when I'm collaborating with other people or even listening to my own songs. It's when you get a call from your publisher and they're like, yo, this person just put your song on hold or they're about to record it and release it. And even if they don't end up putting it out, it's just so fun to hear somebody like for, in my experience, like Steven Tyler released one of my songs or Tim McGraw, um, and then I have a couple other songs probably coming out soon. And those are just the moments that I, I love. That's amazing, man. I didn't know. I didn't know that you had some songs that the other artists had cut before. I do. Thank God. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> cause it wasn't quite paying the bills the other way or <laughs> no, it's just, it's always, uh, it keeps people very interested when those things happen as a, and it's also fun to take those songs and put them in your own set. Yeah. So, so no one would, you know, you know, now and the relationship that you've had with your parents and one day when you may have, or may not have a family of your own, but if you do, um, if that day comes, what kind of advice would you give your kids knowing the career that you've had? Oh man. I think about for me is like, I feel like I'm on step one still of the career that I'm on. Um, I don't feel like, I still feel like a new artist every day and I feel like I'm learning and things like TikTok and stuff really humble you and make you have to learn everything all over again. So <laughs> <laughs> perpetually a new artist. Um, but the advice I would give to anyone is just like how figure out if you want to do music, how to stay inspired, how to stay creative, how to just love the process of creation. I think, 
I think the most genuine artists and the, my favorite artists, every single one across the board has at least dabbled in songwriting and has at least tried to tell their story. And maybe it's, you choose other songs from outside songs to tell your story, but just be involved in that creative process. And I think that's what will make you enjoy it and make you feel like a part of the story and a part of it. And then also to be independent enough to know what you want, because people will boss you around so easily and they they'll push smoke wherever they want to. And they'll make you feel like a superstar and maybe you are a superstar for a minute, but if you're not authentic and you don't literally have control over yourself and your story and your brand, it's just going to be a really tough experience. Yeah. Great advice. I've got two more questions and I ask these questions to everybody who's on my show. Um, first one is if you could take a ride in the Jacob young time machine, <laughs> if you can go back in time, what advice would you give 14 year old Levi? 14 year old Levi. Wow. Honestly, something I, I kind of like in another parallel universe where I don't do music. I had the best teacher in high school, uh, Mr. Rod. And I was so, I like, I hated everything. I hated freaking math. I, I loved history, but like, I just really didn't like really vibe with any class ever. But there was this one class on astronomy that I loved. I was like, obsessed with just like the mind boggling experience of just thinking about space and time. And I, it was the only class I ever completely aced. Like I aced astronomy, which was like not an easy class to ace. Nobody did that, but I loved it for some reason. I think if I don't do music, I would tell myself, yo, take that astronomy life and just figure out what's going on. Like, cause there's something there. And I, I wish sometimes that I pursued that a little more or took another class in that. And I, I never did, but um, I still, to this day, like am such a nerd with just like anything, space, time, anything like that. So that's where, that's what I'm usually listening to on the road on my podcast is space nerdy stuff. Yeah, no, that's, you can ask my wife. That's what's normally on TV. Um, so I, I did astronomy also. So you could actually like measure with your thumb and do all that. I, so for us, it was, this is so long ago. So, I mean, now I, before, before they had thumbs. Yeah. Before there's thumbs. <laughs> I no, we did like trigonometry type stuff, like, and just like figure out distances. And, and honestly, I don't remember what I love so much about it. I just, it made me fall in love with just the thought of like thinking that if you look at a star, you're looking back in time. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's beautiful. Um, and the other question that I have is from my sponsor, Boys Town. Uh, their motto, they've been around for a hundred years, uh, saving children. Their motto is he ain't heavy. He's my brother. Meaning at some point in our lives, somebody has carried us. Who's carried you in that time? I mean, uh, an easy one for me is my dad. Uh, when everything else is going to crap, I can call my dad at any time and get that, the, um, the information <laughs> I don't know. It's making me like weepy thinking about it. I just genuinely think my dad is like my hero and, and somebody I, I, I love and just am thankful for He's thankful for you too. Tell us uh, how everybody can keep up with all your new music releases, where it's going to be and all your social medias. Yeah. I think uh, anything that says Levi Hummin on it is usually mine. <laughs> Unless it's like some weird things like Levi Hummin one private chat. It's not me. Uh, but anything L E V I H U M M O N. Uh, follow me on Instagram, on TikTok, on not Twitter. I don't care on Facebook on Spotify, all that stuff. And you'll see my releases. I got so much new music. I got so many shows coming up. Um, 
And I'm just, I don't even know how to like cue you guys into this any more than I'm about to, but literally so much new music and so many shows about to announce. And I'm so excited about this year. Nice. Well, we're so excited to hear about where those shows are going to be and, and when the music is coming out again. April 8th, his new tune is going to be coming out. I really appreciate you taking so much time with us today. Um, of course. You know, paying it for pay for paying for it and bottled up are practically playing on a loop in my house right now. Love that. Um, and looking forward to seeing you perform live one day. Also, every single person calls it paying it forward. And I'm like, it's paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just my dyslexia kicking in. <laughs> no, but you're like, it's legitimately every day. Somebody calls it paying it forward, which also I feel like one day if the song, if I take it to radio or something like doing some kind of campaign about paying it forward to like help some organization, maybe my mom's organization. Yeah. Uh, will be awesome. That's a great idea, man. Well, I really do appreciate you taking the time today, Levi. Thank you so much. Of course. Appreciate you. Real Conversations is proud to announce our partnership with Lane Frost Brand. We'll be doing a monthly giveaway of a different item each and every month. So be sure to enter. All you have to do is follow at Real Conversations with Jacob on Instagram, tag two friends, and be sure to download the latest episode of my podcast. And in the meantime, make sure you check out all the amazing merchandise for the whole family at lanefrost.com. That's about all the time that we have for today, but Real Conversations with Jacob Young, the mental health podcast, is sponsored by Boys Town. And at Boys Town, their slogan is, he ain't heavy, he's my brother. And for over 100 years, Boys Town has been saving children, healing families. They're only one call away. They're always there to help. So please go to boystown.org for all the details on how to access Boys Town's health services, or just simply go to yourlifeyourvoice.org. If you're in crisis or need immediate help, please call the trained counselors at the Boys Town National Hotline. 800-448-3000. Again, 800-448-3000. Or text VOICE to 20121. Thanks for joining me on Real Conversations. I'm Jacob Young. Until next time, love yourself. Love each other. <laughs>